Today's episode is brought to you by the She Leads Podcast Network, the first network for women by women. Visit SheLeadsPodcast.com to learn more today. Welcome to the Creative Visionaries Podcast. My name is Tori Barker, a digital marketing specialist, business owner, mom, and you guessed it, a creative visionary. This podcast is about inspiring business owners, building connections, sharing success stories, and motivating others. Join me on this journey as we tap into your true potential and unleash your inner visionary. Hey there, podcasters. Are you looking to take your show to the next level? Let me introduce you to Podtask, the innovative platform that simplifies the podcasting process and equips you with the tools you need to succeed. With Podtask, you can say goodbye to the headache of managing multiple tasks and deadlines. This app provides a comprehensive systemization and task management platform that helps you streamline the podcasting process. And it doesn't just stop there. Podtask also offers AI-based marketing tools to give your podcast a competitive edge. As a fellow podcaster, I know from experience how important it is to have a reliable and efficient tool like Podtask to keep you on track. It helped me save so much time in post-production, which allows me to focus on what really matters, creating great content for my listeners. So if you want to take your podcast to the next level, be sure to check out Podtask. As a special offer to my listeners, you can sign up today and get started with their free forever plan by visiting creativevisionariespodcast.com forward slash podtask. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us again on the Creative Visionaries podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing you to a phenomenal guest, Patty Dominguez. Patty is the founder of Positioning Your Profit, where she helps service-based women entrepreneurs establish their category of one, a status making them and their competition irrelevant. Patty, welcome on the show. Tori, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. And even before we hit the go live button, we were already chatting away. <laughs> so yes. I have a really good feeling it's going to be a great conversation. So thank yeah, you. you always know it's a good start when when you're laughing before you even hit record. right? Exactly, exactly. We had some confessions in the process. We won't share those here. But let me just say, I feel like I'm with a girlfriend having coffee yeah. at the kitchen table. So it's so fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, tell us about your business and how you got to where you are today. Thank you, Tori. Um, so basically, as of January 16th, which is like, what, in a week or so? Yeah. It'll be 10 years. I literally get chills thinking about that because once upon a time, I was miserable in my corporate job. No diss on those people that choose to to live like that. But I recognize for me, it wasn't a good fit. Um, the higher the ladder I went, the more depressed I got. And I was kind of looking for like, what is it going to take for me to be happy? I mean, I just felt really constrained uh, in a lot of different ways. And it wasn't until I ventured off on my own January 16th. You know, I worked one day in my corporate career so I can collect my big fat bonus. And I bid them farewell and I ventured off. And the whole process over the last 10 years has been the greatest training school, way better than my MBA, way better than any uh, experience that I could have gotten because I really feel that entrepreneurship is the greatest personal development school. Uh, also coupled with trials, tribulations, it literally teaches you fortitude and resilience that there's no way 
that you can, in my opinion, right, in my opinion, develop that after having been in corporate for 18 years. I know I don't look a day over 28, but it's true. So, you know, and then just that's what I say. Check it. I took it. No, seriously. I'm like, okay, my 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 eye cream's working. Um, but yeah, for over ten years, I've just really initially I had this attitude where I was just like, "F you, corporate. I'm never gonna go back." You know, I just negated so much of the skill set that I had learned, and I had to learn that that was ego, and I had to learn that I was in a different arena altogether. So I went through all of these crazy emotions like a roller coaster. Like first I'm like, F you. And then I was just like, yeah, you know, I felt empowered. empowered yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, oh my God, what did I do? You know, a multiple six-figure salary and stock options and all the things. And then I really recognized it's like, okay, I have to create new money. This was a quote that I got from an early mentor of mine. I was losing my mind at a conference about like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know if I can make it as an entrepreneur. And then he said to me, what are you worried about? Entrepreneurs create new money. And that one statement literally changed my mindset around it. And I still get chills when I say it because it's so true. And the important thing here is that it's up to you, whatever you're going to create. And once I understood that premise, I literally got to work, rolled up my sleeves and literally replaced my income uh, in that mirror, which is pretty substantial. And I was so happy, not because of the money, but because I could prove to myself that I can make it happen. And so I'm so passionate about the, this whole entrepreneurship deal. Just through this experience, I recognized that my highest value is freedom, which of mm -hmm. course is why I didn't do well in corporate. Not that I didn't do well career-wise, that right. I didn't do well with my mindset, right? I felt trapped. I was like, oh my God, this sucks that I have to ask to take off and all these things, you know? So it's been a huge learning and I'm so grateful. And so now my biggest thing is like, how do I help women, entrepreneurs in business, establish category one, which to me means own the thing that makes them unique because in the corporate environment, I worked on a lot of different product launches, new product introductions, and there was so much conversation had on that topic of positioning. Like, how do we stand out from the rest and I don't think that there was enough of that conversation happening in the entrepreneur space. So that's kind of where I planted my flag. And that's what I talk about all the time. I love it. Well, and it's like, you know, entrepreneurship is kind of like a school of the hard knocks. Like you got oh to like live it, learn it, cry a little, bleed a little, and then you, you rise to the top. It's so true. But, you know, it, it teaches you so much in that process, self-trust self-awareness, radical responsibility, managing failure and understanding it's not failure, it's just feedback. Like there's yeah. so many things to it that I just wouldn't trade it for anything. So it's made me a better human, you know, Absolutely. I believe. Yeah. And, and, you know, so many people talk about, like, like you said, your MBA, you've got all this like traditional schooling. And so many people talk about, gosh, I never learned that in school. And once I became an entrepreneur, I, I had to figure it out myself. And so it's like, oh my gosh, it's so interesting to think about you know, our, our generations to come, because I think entrepreneurship is booming, you know, and way more popular than it had been, at least when I was a kid, like I never yeah. knew about what entrepreneurs were or people who had their own businesses, but now it's so almost common or, you know, um, something that is attainable. So I'm curious to see how our generations to come evolve with this new um, 
availability of creating their own business. As a podcaster, you know that creating great content is only half the battle. That's where Remarker comes in. Remarker is a podcast branding, production, and marketing solution. Whether you're a seasoned podcaster or just starting out, Remarker will help you grow your show and build your authority. So why wait? Head to creativevisionariespodcast.com slash Remarker, that's R-E-M-A-R-K-R, where you can book a demo and discover how Remarker's full-service approach can benefit you and your podcast. I really think we're in a good space, Tori, because I just heard this from a client of mine. I really wasn't aware of of this phrase, but this whole movement about quiet quitting. I don't yes. know if you've heard that, but that, after yeah. after the pandemic, people are going back to work after they had been home and they're really realizing like, why do I need to commute an hour each way to sit in a cubicle where I'm just sitting there like doing the same work I could be doing at home, right? And then so people are having this this quiet quitting ethos happening and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was me, you know, <laughs> back in 2012, I was quiet quitting and yeah, oh, if nobody else was, people thought I was nuts. So. I definitely think there's more of a movement to people really realizing that this model of sitting in a cubicle and doing these kind of things and not making your own decisions around your career, what you want to do. Having been in corporate, I speak from a place of knowing that people function with this frame of like self-preservation, like, oh, I don't want to push the envelope. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to play it safe. That's it, it. It. becomes really confining and so and like you feel like a giant in chains about it and i think that there's more people that are going to be venturing off into entrepreneurship rightfully so which is really good for us right that we're leading that charge and um really coming from a place of knowing so that'll be good yeah well talk about uh this from the perspective of females right so it sounds like you work with a lot of women in this space and talk about kind of what you're seeing in uh, women who are coming out or coming into their own as an entrepreneur. Yeah, one of the best statistics, and don't ask me where I found it, I just found it online and I clipped it and it's somewhere in my my Evernote, but it was all around the majority of people that are stepping into entrepreneurship that are women are over 45, which is super exciting to me because I'm like, oh my God, this is it. And that's exactly it. It's like these women the the Gen Xers or the older millennials who are having gone through a corporate job, they're really looking for an encore career. That's very exciting. And so you attract who you are because all of a sudden I have this really amazing roster of clients that are all in that same space. They've had great successful careers in corporate. Check the box. I did that, but now I want something different or I want something more fulfilling. Um, And so it's about being, in my opinion, a conscious capitalist because capitalism somehow has a dirty connotation in some circles. And I'm like, what? This was a conversation over holidays that uh, they're like, the problem is capitalism. I'm like, are you crazy? I'm I'm such a like, but I'm a conscious capitalist. And what I mean by that is that there are people looking to venture into entrepreneurship to add value in the world. That's exciting to me in their own way, with their own skills and their own talents. that It's like there's never been a better time to do that. So that's what's exciting to me is that these women are finding their way and they're just looking where to hitch their wagon like, who else is in on this, you know? And really the big opportunity, in my opinion, is creating community. 
Because that's what people are really starving for is that connection. That's never going to go out of style. Regardless of what AI is out there, people thrive in community. And you can't duplicate that with AI. Definitely not. And networking, community, tribes, I hear people call it different things. It's mm-hmm. one and the same, but it's like a human function that we we all have to have. And like you said, it's going away all. <laughs> and I don't know about you, like as a podcast host as well, I feel like sometimes things are very serendipitous that like conversations that you're having with clients, you find um, you start having with your podcast guests. And conversations, there's like common threads and it's like everything mm-hmm. like these pieces feel like they just start to come together. And and so it's like interesting. Every time I get on a call with someone, it's like, what am I going to discover today? Because I feel like there's some piece that is just like the missing piece or like it's coming together in some sh- way, shape or form. So I don't know if you have that same experience. Most definitely. And it's about being, I think, to me, the thing that I've learned is about being intentional, is having an intentionality to it and really recognizing that you can, I don't know how woo you want to go, but the things that I found is like, if I just set my intention on something, you're going to manifest the people, the places, the situations, and you go with, which is a really big one that I learned, is that self-trust and intuition. So that's been a big one for me that I've learned over these past 10 years is all around trusting yourself. But anytime I went against my gut, it never worked out. And so I think those serendipitous situations happen when you're really aligned and saying, okay, show up the way that it's going to show up and surrender what I think it's supposed to look like and just know that I'm always going to be on my way to where I want to go. So I just had to throw in a little woo because I'm pretty woo. Um, But I think it's really important that whole if if you want to if you want to express it in a way that people can really grasp, it's self-trust, trusting your intuition following your gut for sure yeah for sure so let's talk a little bit more about the category of one how did you come up with this concept and tell us a little bit about how it works and what you coach your clients with yeah so basically this whole category one thing started because initially when I first quit my job I was like let me do social media everyone was doing social media back in 2013 and I was like, oh, I'm not really feeling this. And then I was like, okay, business coaching, that's too general. Business growth coaching, okay, other people are saying that too. <laughs> and one of the things that I recognized, and that's when I finally had my big epiphany, I was doing a consulting gig and we were doing a new product introduction. And I was on a phone call with a bunch of people. It was for a new product in New Zealand. Uh, and it was literally you know, a Zoom call, the branding people, the agency people, the ops people, and then I was consulting and all these other people. And I had this big epiphany. I'm like, oh my God, all these people are on this Zoom call and we're talking about the positioning of a chocolate chip cookie. Like what in the world? What? And they said, nobody's talking about this in the entrepreneur space. And so the idea there is category one is like, when people talk in the corporate space around new product introduction, it's like, what's going to be a category just, you know, pioneer or a category challenger, right? These are the words that that they're using. I'm like, well, category one is a term that I had used or had heard once upon a time. I was like, oh my God, that so relates to entrepreneurs, right? Just stand out in your own and really own your space. And what I mean by that is that so many people in the service-based industry whether they get a certification or whatever they're getting, or they're a healer or a chiropractor or a lawyer, anything like that, 
if I meet people and I say, okay, so tell me what you do. They're like, I'm a health coach. I'm like, okay, you've literally commoditized yourself. And the reason is because that certification is not enough, right? right? And so unfortunately, a lot of these programs are great to teach you the how to, but they don't teach you how to market the thing that you do and ultimately build your personal brand. Because yeah. you and I could be in the same space, Coke and Pepsi. Some people like Coke, some people like Pepsi. And that's the thing. It's about branding yourself. Now, I say the word branding very carefully because most people, new entrepreneurs get super obsessed with their logo and their website and the colors. And I'm like, nobody cares about that. It's not about that. You have to focus on your positioning first. And the way that I best explain it is that positioning is basically like, imagine your dream house that you want anything you want. Price is not an object. You can build your house whatever way you want. Where would you start to build that house? You'd call an architect for the blueprints, right? Because without the blueprints, you have a house of cards. So it's literally the equivalent of positioning. Positioning is that foundational strategy where most people start around branding, which branding is the visual interpretation, meaning the curtains, the paint color, the couches, what kind of right like paint you want and this and that. Don't start there. Start with positioning. And while it's not very sexy, so to speak, because let's face it, branding is more fun. It's necessary. It's necessary because it's about really at a really macro level, it's discovering your message, your market and your offers, right? You want to keep it really simple. And so I have this positioning to profit framework where to me, the thing that makes me different is it's not, yes, you can find positioning books and talk about positioning. But for me, the front end is internal positioning, because the thing that I discovered as well is that uh, your business results will meet your identity every time, no matter what. So if you have broke mindedness or an upper limit problem, I've gone through them myself where I have a great launch or something happens. I'm like, why can't I get beyond this number? It's so weird. Like I can help a client get from 10,000 a month to 80,000, but then I get stuck at whatever at 55,000 or whatever. That's an upper limit problem. And it's because you have an identity issue and your results will always meet your identity. So I came up with this whole system, which I call the triad of her success where I talk about like, you got to get that straightened out first before you move into the the positioning foundation. And then you move to activation. And activation basically means where most people start on activation. It's like, where should I be on TikTok or Instagram? It's like, don't worry about that because guess what? If you're just throwing random messaging out there, that's random acts of marketing and you're not going to get the results you're looking for. So you want to be really strategic around where you're showing up, why you're showing up. And at the end of the day, the reason you're showing up at in on TikTok or YouTube or what have you is because you're addressing the market. You have a very definitive profile of who that market is. So these are just things that I call it the curiously simple system because I'm not saying anything that's rocket science. I'm just giving you the one, two, three of it in a way that's really logical and is streamlined. And the reason I know that is because I've done it. You know, I've personally gone through these like hiccups in my own business and and recognizing where I was falling short. Yeah. And that's why I think there's so much frustration is because people start 10 steps ahead or five steps ahead and they don't do the work in the beginning to build that foundation. Another thing that is interesting, you know, you do the inner work for them personally. And a lot of, of times people miss the step of identifying their customer, right? So once they've identified who they are 
what they align with. It's a matter of, you know, putting those pieces together of who those people are that will align with them for their business. Yes. And I go, yes, and from my improv, um, I think it's really important to do that internal work first because you're all you're also going to get supreme clarity on what you stand for and who you want to attract. So I operate by my values. And when I really understood the values of my value, I started to attract a different level of person because my values are around freedom and community. I love community and contribution and prosperity, right? If somebody has like a sketchy thing that they're selling, I would never do business with them. Or I even say it on my website, you know, on my about page. I I swear I dropped the F bomb like that's just me. Sometimes I tell a dirty joke and that's just me. And like you got to be okay with it or if you're going to be in my world, because if you're not, that's okay. Go over there to Sally, who is, you know, super clean and keeps it clean cut. I don't. And that's the thing. It's like I'm self-deprecating. I stutter, you know, from a childhood stutter. and, And I'm okay with all of that. I think it comes with just experience and age and all the things and just owning who you are and just finally really letting the guard down to say enough already like this is me take it or leave it and there's something really freeing and refreshing about that so doing all this work on the front end will literally open the doors for you to attract those people that you're meant to attract and I wish I would have done that sooner I totally agree you know I can relate obviously I'm entrepreneur came from the corporate world and have, you know, gone through the struggles and trials and tribulations. And, you know, I'm at that position too, where it's like, gosh, if I had only known, right. But you can't get to that spot until you've kind of gone through the trenches. But what I always like to do is, is, and this is just me, a servant's heart, you know, let's help somebody who's in my position and help, help expedite them so that they don't take the time that I took to get to where I am today or go through the trials that I went through and let's speed up the process and help them get to their greatness so that they can start, you know, changing the world with what their service is or whatever they offer. So Mm -hmm. I can, I can totally relate with you for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. That's exactly what it's about. And so um, you've talked about the positioning and the branding and setting yourself apart. Are there any like key tips of what you give people on how they can you know, um, position themselves once they get through this clarity and building their foundation? How do they stand out from a crowded space? Oh, well, it's definitely going through that whole framework. But I can tell you one of the things that I talked about initially is saying, okay, if you're just saying you're a health coach, that's not enough. So even starting out with recognizing that if you claim a specialization, that will help you tremendously. So let me give you a quick example. It's like health coach versus health coach for uh, new moms who are looking to lose those last 20 pounds. Um, Health coach for women who are perimenopausal. Health coach for people who are post-op, who are like getting back into, uh, right, into being mobile. Uh, Health coach for people over 80. I mean, when you claim a specialization, It really helps you to stand out. I think that is the one thing that a lot of people don't do is they don't specialize. So in essence, what you're talking about is like you're looking for the white space. So in the big market, uh, assuming that you're picking a niche that is profitable, and we've all heard in the marketing space, it's health, wealth, the relationship space. I think there's a fourth one, 
I think there's those passion projects like people are really passionate about golf. People are really passionate about prepping or their dogs, right? So there's those passion projects. And so any one of those four uh, at a macro level, you can find that profitable niche. So within that, it's really incumbent upon us to find the white space. So my white space in a very crowded market of digital marketing and internet marketing is I talk about positioning, like that was my white space. So it's really important that we find the white space and just play around with it. It doesn't come to you right away, but start testing out the way that people resonate when they say, okay, what do you do? Because a lot of times when I've heard many times, people are like, what do you do? And people are like, oh my God, I hate when people ask me that. I never know what to say. I'm like, that's a problem. You know what I mean? You got to be ready and succinct and like nail it straight away when you're expressing it. And the only way to do it is to just test things out. Again, I went through my own iteration of social media. What is it? Business, business growth, internet marketing. Like I, I was playing around with it. And then yeah. again, for me personally, I had my big epiphany. I'm like, oh, duh, I should have done this way before because I know it. And so that's the other thing is that you want to claim your white space in a place where you know what you know what that you're talking about, right? You can't like, of course, you got to back up what it is that you're claiming. And then the the other thing is really the one big thing that I'm very passionate about lately is just the visibility. For a really long time, I was like, okay, you put your podcast out there and you have your social media stuff, but is being more visible now than ever? I hate to break it to people, but that's a reality. It's like, we got to be super visible because the market is so saturated. And the one thing that that early mentor of mine told me is nobody is ever consistent with anything. And the people that are, are the ones that win. So amp up your visibility. That's what I'm focused on for this year for me, because I've just been comfortable and that's cool. And I have a great business, but I'm like, wait a minute, I have more to do, right? Like I, like I have more shit to do. I have more people to impact. So it's about being more visible. And so when you can have that repertoire of, you know, stories and how you're standing out and your white space, how you're different, sharing those client stories and doing that kind of thing. And you're showing up more visible. That's creating that category of one. The idea is to capture mind share, right? So that if somebody, my goal is that if somebody's saying, oh, I really kind of, I don't know why I'm struggling to stand out. Well, what you need is positioning. You got to call Patty Dominguez. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> That's the thing. What do you stand for? The other side of it is ask yourself, what are the one, two, three words that you're known for? Mm, Do people know you for that thing? Mm -hmm. So that's why you're going to get sick about talking about what you do before people get sick of hearing it because they're not listening to you. We're bombarded with all kinds of stuff. So it's up to us to be visible, consistent, relentless about sharing what it is that we do. Yeah, and I love that because um, I've done an experiment before where I've asked, asked people, like, what do you think I do? And the answers that you get back are like, oh, my gosh, like that. Are you serious? That's what you think I do? And especially when you ask your family, like, that's the worst. Okay. They're like, I don't know. You do something on the computer, especially like my kids are like, you do marketing on the computer. You talk to people. I'm like, oh, my. So I got to do better marketing with my family. No. I think that's the. I think that one is just universally the case my mom's like she's always in there talking to people i don't know what is she talking about <laughs> don't worry about it okay family not included you family know. not included 
you got to focus on that. And I think that's what's really cool about that is that once you have that consistency and you're putting yourself out in the market, you become a celebrity in that little microcosm, that little niche, right? The little niche that you can claim. And the cool thing about that is and then you can uh, ask for those higher rates, the more premium positioning, yeah, um, yeah. which is why you. I was in my business before we hit the record button. Some mentors are like, you need to rearrange stuff because you're way too available. Because again, that proximity to you should come at that higher investment. So it just keeps things really um, streamlined when you have that. And then the other side of it is that I have this mantra that I was working on over the past two years because I was so burned the candle at both ends type of person. And I was like, okay, the, the less I work, the more I make. The less I work, the more I make. And so that's really a foundational principle for me as well is how do we create leverage in our business positioning you to profit even more, right? So there's this ongoing um, premise around how we're showing up and being profitable and really making the most of the assets we're building. Yeah, I love that. Well, and and there's something I came across when I was, you know, obviously researching you and looking into what you do and all the phenomenal things that you teach. And, and I came across your positioning to profit quiz. So I wanted to see if uh, you'd like to talk a little bit about that and maybe um, direct people to take the quiz and, and learn a little bit more about themselves. Thank you. Oh my God, you're like setting that up for me right now. That's awesome. So yeah, it's um, if you go to positioningquiz.com, positioningquiz.com, you can take a quiz that goes into the foundational principles around positioning. So it leads into the importance of positioning, of course, having the 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 self-acuity or in other words, the internal stuff, because most of the time, as silly as it sounds, it's our own belief that keeps us from stepping into that personality, stepping into building the brand and to the notoriety and being kind of that that persona. And uh, also, again, like I've personally experienced those upper limit problems, you know. So all of these things in the quiz, as well as the, the positioning foundations that I talked about, and then the activation. So it goes more into, into that. And so the quiz goes and asks the questions to see if you are positioning your personal brand and business to profit. So then it gives you a score as well as a full report. I think it's like eight or nine pages and then some suggestions and then the cool thing is once you go into the the quiz, there's a newsletter and I'm a big giver. We talked, Tori, about you and I being big givers. So I have like, I think it's like nine days of gifts, like give, 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 you know, just sharing like, hey, here's how you take care of that. Here's a, a personal branding audit course that I've basically taken and broken it down. Also, just some really crafty ways that um, you can start to 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 monetize what you're doing. And so, yeah, that's a, it's all there and it all starts with um positioningquiz.com. Awesome. We'll definitely check it out. I personally went in and did my own quiz, so I'm going to have to re review my results and see, <laughs> you know, <laughs> where I'm lacking cuz as an entrepreneur, you're always growing, you're always learning. And so, even if you think you're an expert in your field, there's always room for growth. And so, you know, I always like to to take advantage of things that are available to me and learn from the people that I'm talking to and surround myself with with exceptional people. So, Patty, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Uh, do you have a favorite social platform where people can reach out to you? I just started getting, because again, visibility, I'm on YouTube and TikTok. I don't do dancing on TikTok, but I'll, I'm on TikTok, Instagram, although they don't really like me much, but 
yeah, I have a YouTube channel where I'm putting out more content just to to share because again, ha- I'm having such a hard time with Facebook and Instagram. So find me on YouTube, Patty Dominguez. Awesome. Well, thank you again for being a guest. It's been a pleasure. And everybody, make sure you go out there and make it a great day. Thank you, Tori. Thanks so much for listening to the Creative Visionaries podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, or share with a friend. Also, make sure to visit us online at creativevisionariespodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And stay tuned for more episodes to come. And remember, it's time to tap into your true potential and unleash your inner visionary.